Hi, I'm Jessica Burnett, Director of Product Management here at ISACA. I am so thrilled to be here today with our special guest, Mark Thomas, for so many reasons. First of all, being here live and in person in this crazy time, is just nice to get back to some sense of normalcy and be here with you. Mark and I go way, way back, and we're gonna be talking to you about some fun stories and, and more Isaka things, but before we get started, Mark, could you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, how you got started? Sure, sure, be happy to. Uh, Mark Thomas, actually interesting. I, I spent the first half of my life, half of my career in the United States Army and, and uh, didn't even think I was gonna be in IT. Uh, it was kind of, kind of an interesting story. I'll be able to tell you that in a little bit, but I, I live in Phoenix, Arizona. I um, have my own consulting firm, it's just me. Um, and I've been working with ISACA for several years. Uh, 2008, I believe, is when I started working with ISACA. Um, really, uh, really got deep into a lot of the frameworks, COBIT, SeaGuide, uh, SeaRisk, and, and SeaDipsy. So, been a real fan of the training of all the products and uh, especially uh, of the association. So, it's always nice to, to visit the uh, headquarters building and, uh, and see folks. I kind of laugh because um, a couple weeks ago I did a, a live course uh, for a client and it was kind of strange because I actually had to go in with pants and couldn't wear shorts. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about changes. I hear you. <laughs> I know. First day I think I'm wearing <laughs> pants and shoes. So <laughs> That's right. That's right. So how did you get started in the industry? Yeah, interesting. So like I mentioned, I, I was in the military. I had no desire to be IT at all, any like that, anything like that. Uh, an old colleague of mine reached out and said, hey, are, are you interested in getting out? Because I have a role that I think you'd be interested in. It was a, it was a PMO role project management organization in, in a company. So I went out and did some research. This is in 1997, right? And so re did some research and I found this framework called the PMBOK. Um, and, and I fell in love and I took this role. And this is really what got me into being kind of a framework freak. Because it was really neat because now I, you know, I had something to use to help me build, um, you know, to build an organization. So uh, I, I wasn't in IT at this point, though. I was, I was a PMO for the business. And I'm going to get to how I got into IT. It's kind of a long story, but it's a good one. Because I didn't work for IT, I worked for the business, I complained about IT all the time. I was their biggest critic. And so we were at, a, we were at a, an executive uh, retreat in California. The chief operating officer came up and said, man, you're giving IT a really hard time. I said, exactly, here's why. I named off all the reasons why IT was just in a miserable state. And he said, well, congratulations when you get back home on Monday, you're now the North American director of IT. <laughs> oh dear. That's how I got oh into God, IT. Like, and I couldn't stats. get out from yeah, that point. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, kind of a good story there. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's exciting. You know, one of the things that I don't know a lot about, even though we, we have worked together, it's been over a decade, if you can right. believe it. It's yeah. been crazy. How did you initially get engaged with ISACA? Like, what drew you to ISACA? Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, I'd been working for for larger consulting firms, was CIO of an organization, and I got really deep into COVID. This was around COVID four, um, and um, I was an ISACA member and. ISACA had a COBIT class that was getting ready to take place that the instructor uh, fell ill and couldn't teach the mm -hmm. class. And ISACA said, hey, do you think you know COBIT well enough to teach? And this is before the accreditation, the certification. Oh, yeah. And I said, well, sure, let me give this a shot. And it turned out pretty well. That was 2008. And uh, so that was, that was the first time I ever worked with ISACA from a training perspective. But, but I fell in love with the framework with COBIT um, and, and wanted to do more from a volunteer perspective. And that's how I really started to get into more of the kind of the framework and, and the certifications. And uh, I kind of became a, a, a certification junkie, if you will, yeah. as you know, going from COBIT, it naturally for me in my career, C-Guide was a, was a great mm -hmm. move. And, mm -hmm. and I remember you and I having the discussion about C-Risk. Yep. Um, 
and um, and I went through the whole process of, of preparing and taking the exam, yeah. and um, and that was based on a discussion where you, I remember you were saying that there is a there's a drive for C risk and a complemented. Um, what I did with C guys, so that was yep, that was really yep. neat. That got me to C risk, and then naturally, you know, then we have privacy and sedipsy come up after that, and I can't say no. Yeah, I have <laughs> no, to do it. So, no. so that's kind of a, a quick rundown. And so, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's been you know a, a really fun ride, and it's been I've I've met some awesome awesome friends and, and yeah. colleagues with yeah. um, uh, with ISACA, and uh, have no intentions of ever going away. That's awesome. That's good to hear because we always talk about wanting to clone you anyway. So it's good to hear. You know, I know I'm kind of jumping the gun a little sure. bit, but let's talk about since we're on the subject of training mm -hmm. and accreditation, mm -hmm. not only, you know, again, as Mark, an esteemed member and an accredited trainer and a subject matter expert, but also an APMG assessor. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about, you know, that process and also just the overall importance of accreditation. Yeah. I, I think the accreditation that we do with the trainers at Isaka is 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 top notch, mm -hmm. and because as a, as a trainer, you know, I don't want to hear a client say, "Well, we had somebody else teach this class, and they did a horrible job." Um, and so it really it really is a way for us to vet to make yeah. sure that people really do understand not only they understand the industry but they understand the framework because when you're in class you're trying to transfer knowledge mm -hmm. but you're also preparing somebody for an exam and it's a stressful environment so the accreditation I think is, is really interesting we all have to do it yeah. right every one of us do because it just makes sure that we are up to date and up to speed mm -hmm. on the latest changes in the, in the frameworks because at ISACA of course we refresh our certifications on a regular basis so you have to stay on top yeah. of those pieces so uh, for new trainers it was, it was a great move for ISACA and APMG um, from an accreditation standpoint. So, so what I do is I'm a, a product knowledge assessor. So for anybody who trains uh, C-Guide, C-Risk, or Sedipsy, the chances are pretty good that I may have had a, a conversation with them, That's you know, awesome. really asking about their knowledge of the, you know, of the, of the, um, you know, of the domains, applicability, sure. and so on. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a neat, uh, kind of a neat combination because yeah. now we know that we really have good folks in front of clients. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's about the candidate experience, yeah. right? Yeah. We want people to be successful. Yeah. You know, so. And you think about it, we had these conversations yeah. 10 years ago. I know, right? I know. Say, right. I know. We need to move into it. I remember when we first started saying, okay, what are the core competencies and skills yep. we look at for trainers? Yep. Um, and and it's, been, it's been really cool to watch the evolution yes. from somebody calling me saying, hey, can you stand in on this COVID course? We, you know, you don't yeah. have to be accredited. Just, just go teach the course. Yeah. To now, I mean, there is a a vetting process that goes through it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. I know it was a lot of change management going through the process. Remember <laughs> yeah. all the conversations we'd have with different individuals uh, who help them understand the importance. But I think that, uh, you know, with your help, we've pretty much gotten there. And it's, yeah, I think it's so. an yeah. exciting, Thank you. Mm -hmm. exciting Glad time. To do it. So what is the most important thing you've learned in your professional career? And what was your life like before it? <laughs> so, so in my professional career, I, I, again, I think one of the key things, I had this discussion with my son not too long ago, mm. and, and I said, you know, do something that you really like. And of course that sounds cliche, but what I said would really not only made sense to him, but it helped me reconfirm that I did the right thing. I said, don't major in minors. Mm. And so I think what, what happened to me early in my career as a consultant, I could do anything. I was an expert at everything. And so I had a, a very broad brush, but I wasn't an expert in one or two things. And when I finally had a passion around IT governance, compliance and risk, what I found out was I, be, I really became an expert at that. And so all the other things will happen, but yeah. I really wanted to be razor sharp at that. And I think the other piece that's really important that I've learned 
um, on this is, is not only do you do what you like to do, but, but when you're trying to get into your career, um, what do you want to be? as opposed to what do you want to do? Mm -hmm. Because I knew I wanted to be an expert. Mm. I had no clue I was gonna be an expert in, in IT governance. But there, I may have to do certain things before that to yeah. get to that point. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that's one of the things I think from a career perspective, being a part of the association has been very helpful because it's helped yeah. me focus and really quite, quite frankly yeah. enjoy IT governance, people say, man, IT governance. I know, right? you make it sound sexy, right? It's like, it's like, when oh we talk gosh. about it, I'm like, oh, talk to me about it forever yeah, because you, you make it sound so relevant. Yeah, that's right. Exciting, you, you I know? I think passion, you're having yeah. a passion for it. I think that's a, that's a, that's a pretty key yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, and, and you've used the word passion several times, and I can tell you that's what makes you also an outstanding trainer oh, is your passion. You get in yeah. front of the class and you make people excited about yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. No, matter, no matter the subject matter. So. So Mark, what do you wish your younger self knew about your current profession? And additionally, what advice would you tell the next generation of security leaders? Well, I think getting into the into the industry, you, you think I'm gonna get trained, I'm gonna understand what I'm doing for a living, and then that's what I'm gonna do. And I think once I found out that this is very dynamic, this changes by the day. Mm -hmm. um, and so I wish I'd have understood that I should have really broadened a lot of my knowledge in a lot of other areas because I wanted to be that expert, but I also think it's important to really broaden it out and understand certain parts around risk, around audit, and those mm -hmm. types of things. I really wish I would have uh, lo looked at that piece first. Uh, the, the other thing on this is I, I think that if I were to provide any advice for everybody, I know we've talked about training, but I think that's absolutely key because staying on top with your credentials, staying on top, uh, of any course, and it doesn't have to be an ISACA course, but of course in this industry, you know, a, a lot of the training and certifications we have are, are top-notch certifications. So I kind of kind of summarize it like that is always stay on top of what's taking place and an association like this is a great place to do it. Join the association when you're young in your career. Mm -hmm. I joined late in my career and, and wish that I'd have been part of this a lot earlier. It mm -hmm. could have really helped me quite a bit. And, and get your certifications and stay off on top of those certifications. It's absolutely key. Yeah, yeah, that's important. Mm -hmm. What's a commonly held belief about your role that you passionately disagree with? <laughs> A bunch, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> I'm, I'm teasing. We only there's, have time for one today. Yeah. That's a whole other discussion. There, there's a, every, so it's so funny, and, and Jess, you know that that I travel a lot. In fact, mm -hmm. uh, just, you know, just just a um, little fact, in 2019, um, I was on the road over 40 weeks, um, visited over 13 countries and 18 U.S. states. That was in yes. one year. And, and I always get comments from friends and other folks saying, wow, you get to travel around the world. It must be a glamorous life. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, when I post on social media, I'm not posting that I'm up at 3.30 mm -hmm. prepping for a course or that I just got to the airport because of a delayed flight at 2 a.m. and I have to be live at 8 a.m., right? So people think that, oh, it's glamorous. You get to see all these things. But the things you see on social media are the fun things that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So I, I would, I would disagree with the fact that Traveling that much um, is, is not as glamorous as, as a lot of people think. I love it, don't get me yeah. wrong, but uh, I think that's one that I would disagree with. Oh my gosh, and I think it's a running joke here sometime. It's like, what time zone is Mark Thomas in now? <laughs> What's he in today? When I, when I set up um, um, assessment calls for, for, yeah. for the APMG assessment, you know, we're assessing people around the world. It's interesting, when I put together my, my availability times, 
uh, they're different. So this week I may be in, in Arizona and in, in Chicago. Uh, next week I may be in London. So I'm trying to, know, yeah, trying to, yeah, trying to put those times together. So it's, it's always fun. But, but I it, can say, no matter where you were at in the world, I remember when I was part of the enterprise team and we were working mm -hmm. on client engagements together, mm -hmm. yep. you would always make time to talk to right. the customer right. before the class. You yep. would always Absolutely. make time, which was always yeah. Yeah. much appreciated. Yeah, we had a good groove going on when we were talking, we you know, we, we, it was really kind of uh, neat the way we set that system yeah. up. And, and it's, I think it was really helpful for, for, you know, folks coming to enterprise training with yeah. Isaka to actually hear from the instructor before Absolutely. the class, right? Absolutely. And, and be able to really talk about some of their concerns and why they're going through training. Yeah. And it's really helpful. I think we had that one down pretty well. Oh my gosh, we did. And I think that is one of the most outstanding things from my perspective about Isaka are all of the passionate and mm -hmm incredibly intelligent mm -hmm. professionals. Yep. So to be able to tap into that pool so we can really help our customers get to where they want to go and our members, it's Got it. it's just Yeah, awesome. actually, do you remember what we used to call it when we, we used to call up? it shape, shape, shape and bake. And bake. Shake That's and it. bake, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's fun. That was fun. But you know what? We did spend a lot of weekends and a lot of late nights working to get oh, there. Oh yeah, uh -huh. we did. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did. And yeah. a lot of travel, but it was all <laughs> always fun. Yeah. Always fun with you. So Mark, what is the biggest challenge that the industry is facing today from your opinion? And what opinions do you have to make it better? So I, I get the opportunity to visit a lot of organizations in, in a given month. And, and categorically, uh, I can tell you that internally for organizations, they're still trying to fight through silos. I have been in organizations where take risk registers, for example. One organization literally had six different risk registers in six different parts of the same organization. Hmm. Um, and, and, and they refused to talk to each other. Hmm. Uh, and, and so I think that is a systemic problem that a lot of organizations have, uh, and which goes back to my expertise, governance. Yeah. And, and people always like to say, well, governance, that's about rules. Governance slows things down. Actually, not today. Right, governance, you know, the principles of governance haven't changed, but really governance is about how we're communicating, how we're being transparent, how are we delegating the authority levels down to the most actionable part mm -hmm. of the organization. I think that will really help a lot with some of the silos. You see it all the time. And I think that's, that's probably one of the biggest issues that I run into doing client work and even doing training. I've had folks in class literally ask me, which one of us should be the accountable person for this process? Oh my gosh, they're getting down uh, to that level. Yeah. Getting to that yeah. level because, you know, because there's two different parts of the organization mm -hmm. that are arguing about these things. And with good governance in place, they wouldn't even have to ask me that question. Yeah, absolutely. Right? But which is okay, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I can give them advice on it. We can actually, you know, link this back to the training course, yep. right? So yeah, yeah, I think that's probably one of the biggest issues that I see. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Do you still have, I remember, you used to have this really cool governance playbook that you would put together mm -hmm. that you you would share with, mm -hmm. with clients. Yeah. Do you still leverage do. that? I, I do. In, in fact, it's, it's you know, this is, it, it was largely based on the COVID framework mm -hmm. and it was kind of putting it into English for us. Because a lot, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, when, when you look at a framework um, or anything like that, you, you can't just pick up the framework book and read through it on an airplane trip and say, aha, I get it now, <laughs> right? It's, yeah. that's, that's, it's tough yeah. to do. So I tried to boil it down. In fact, uh, I used a lot of what we call in COVID-5, we called them the enablers. Oh, Remember that? Yep. And, and, and I yep. base it off of what we call the components now. So yeah, yeah. So I, I do I actually share that with uh, consulting clients to kind of help yeah. give them a head start. Yeah. And, and I think some of the some of the modifications and improvements we did uh, with COVID-2019, which, you know, being a, a tailorable model now, yep. I think Absolutely. really solved a lot of the concerns we had there. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I'm glad uh, I'm glad we got those changes in with the latest COVID. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that's exciting. Um, if you had an extra million dollars of budget, 
how would you spend it? Um, the first thing I would do is give everybody in this room a raise right yes. off the bat. And that I would probably that would probably take oh about fifteen or twenty bucks out of my oh, budget. I'm teasing. Okay, I'm te uh, no, actually, if if I had that amount of budget, I, I think I would I would like to create a brand new home studio like you have here, mm. you know? Um, because things are changing, right? And, yeah. and, and if you think about what well, like I mentioned to you before, 2019, I was on the road all the time. Yep. And 2020, I was in one state, one place all year, right? And, and everything went online, everything, you know, and, and a lot of organizations. Such a culture shock. Yeah, it really was. And it, I've, just, I've always just envisioned of having a, you know, a state-of-the-art Mm -hmm. studio in my home where it's like being there. It's like being on stage. It's yeah. like doing that. That's probably where I'd put some of my money. And um, I probably would buy me a new fishing boat. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and a yurt, maybe? <laughs> yeah, that's right. You've actually you've actually seen me publish yep. from a yurt in yep, the mountains I of North have. I think that was a first. But <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's so funny. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, because again, we've been working with each other for over a decade mm -hmm. now. So fondest memory of... Fondest memory. Fondest memory. Um, you, you might remember when we were, when we were doing recordings for, for uh, COVID. This was back in, in COVID-5. Oh, see, so you're going to take mine. Oh, oh, is that really? <laughs> oh, oh, that's okay. Keep oh going. Oh, my gosh. So I, I remember, so I had to stare at the camera. I couldn't stare anywhere else. But when we were recording, there was a lot of movement and a lot of graphics that were being put on, on, uh, on the video. So I, I remember you standing in the back behind the camera. I couldn't look at you, but you would put your arms in certain places and I would mirror what you were doing because there was going to be a bubble come up on the screen yes. or something like that. Yes. And, and we did that for several days. And several I, days, several takes, because it's not only mirroring, <laughs> but you're having to mirror, like I'm exactly. stage right, it's your stage left. Exactly. <laughs> it's like and, point, click hold something exactly. up. <laughs> we were laughing so hard. I think we had to do like a hundred different we takes did, the first And at the day. end of the day, we were both so tired yeah. because it, you were, had to be, it's like you were live the whole time. That's probably one of my, one of my most, one of my fondest memories. And then, and of course, um, a lot of the work we did to, to put together uh, a lot of the training around um, COVID-2019. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of, lot of work we put in. COVID-5 and COVID-2019, you know, yeah. the bridge. Um, we had some really fun large client engagements that we worked together yeah, on. One yeah, of them was Osaka's yeah. largest at the time, which was awesome. Yeah, that's right, because so, you and I did a lot of traveling for mm -hmm, that one, and that was a, that was a big, big uh, a big project. Deal. Yeah, that, that was, was cool, I remember deal. that one. Yeah. So, a lot of fun times there. Oh <laughs> yep. my gosh. We could probably do a whole podcast on yeah, just we, our yeah, fun stories. Yeah, we probably stories. could, just on, yeah, on those stories. Some stories we, that we shouldn't yeah, be talking about. Yeah, some of them we shouldn't tell, <laughs> but somebody in Osaka knows about it, I'm yeah. pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so Mark, you have your own business. What has that been like within the industry? And can you tell me something about your business that you do for a client that you didn't expect? Oh, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. But being a one-person company is, is, is good and bad, right? Yeah. And, 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 and I talked a little bit about having balance and do what you love to do. I love what I do. Um, but I think one of the important things is you have to take some time off. Yeah. Um, and, and I do that, that and you so know that. You know? Yeah. Yes. And, and so, you know, the, the old joke that, uh, that when Mark is fishing, don't try to call yeah. him because <laughs> yep. I'm not going to be answering yep. the phone. Um, but but I, I think with, with a one-person company, one of the things that I had to do is look at the risks. What are the risks to my company? And, 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 and I think that that was really helpful because I actually used a lot of the C-risk content mm. to say, okay, what are those things could happen uh, through organization? And, and that's when um, I really started taking a look at how 
I can start to do more recordings, yeah. more of those types of things because, you know, again, if it's just me, I don't make a living unless I'm standing in front of somebody mm -hmm. doing it. So, so I think that was kind of a key thing from, from that perspective. I, I think one of, the, one of the projects that I was on, this was with a very large phone company. They asked me actually to design a new offshoot company. Hmm. And so yeah, I, I never thought I'd be part of, a, part of an organization that built a, a virtual leadership team. And we actually designed an entire new mobile phone company. That and I was the, the virtual CIO of the company. Um, the, the company we designed did never went to market, okay. um, but it was really kind of a neat experience. I never expected to, to, to design and build a startup mobile phone company for a client. So, and you were 100% remotely doing Absolutely, yeah. all remote, and we yeah. were building the company all remote yeah. as well. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So like you really did have to pivot once the pandemic hit because Absolutely. of you know, you were doing everything live. Absolutely. How was that transition for you? It, it was actually, to be quite frank, I, I was prepared for it mm. um, because I'd thought about the risks. In fact, one of the big risk scenarios for my company was, what if another 9-11 style event happens and travel stops? And I didn't know it was a pandemic. I didn't know if it was going to, you know, what it was going to be. Uh, but I did invest a, a significant amount of money into uh, into recording information, cameras, and those kinds of things okay. um, to be to kind of be ready for it. So it was it was a tough transition going into mm -hmm. um, not leaving the same place, but sure. working for multiple clients. Um, and 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 the transition coming back out is is a little bit easier than I expected. Okay. I thought I was going to get lazy and say, you know what, I just want to sit yeah, at home. It's but it's so nice easy. to get yeah. out and, and, yes, and do this stuff. Yes. So yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think from a small business perspective, using a lot of the stuff that we that we talk about in our own frameworks yeah. was very helpful for me to survive through the pandemic. Yeah, that's yeah. outstanding. That's yeah. outstanding. Now, now before we um, kind of wrap up, how can listeners get in touch with you? Oh, sure. You um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty active on social media. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. There are a lot of Mark Thomases out there. It's probably best to use my email address. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned my company name, Escout. It's mark at escout.com. I'm also on Twitter. Um, it's uh, Escout1 on, okay. on Twitter. So I, I do uh, repost a lot of information, yes, uh, a lot of things from uh, from my soccer perspective. I don't use my social media for for, for sales. It's a transfer knowledge. It's to share information yep. from that working perspective. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's exciting. Mm -hmm. That's very good. Um, so final question. If in 150 years, science fails to save us all, and that all is left is a book about life, about your life specifically, what would the title be? Um, a title about me if everything goes down. All right. I would say that title would be Loved What He Did, Worked Hard, Didn't Answer the Phone While He Was Fishing. Oh, right, <laughs> dot, 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 passionate to a fault. You got it. That's Exclamation awesome. point. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, it's man, been it's, a pleasure as always. Yeah, it's, it's, it's always so nice to, to get out and, and visit old friends because I know, you know, we've all had to be in different places and, know, and, 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 and locked in at home, but this is really nice. It's always great to get back to the ISACA headquarters yeah. um, and, um, and, and really meet everybody again. That's really fun. So Absolutely. thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And thank you for listening to this ISACA podcast. I'm Jessica Burnett.